Good day. I'm sitting with Nick Schofield. Uh, we're on Van Horn Street uh, at the uh, really beautiful sculpture park um, at the corner of St. Urbain and Van Horn. Um, and it's actually just right before the Howl Festival, which we're both working on together and um, recording these small um, discussions, uh, exchanges with the organizers as a way to share some of the ideas and also the inspiration that's driving the different people who are involved in, in the festival to, to push forward because this is a you know, grassroots initiative and takes a lot of energy. Um, so how are you doing, Nick? <laughs> I'm well. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're really involved in the city in a bunch of uh, grassroots arts projects, um, music, um, a lot of different initiatives, uh, Ohio Collective, uh, you play in Saxon Drum, of, co of course, um, and have been involved in uh, working on the Howl Festival. So um, I'm just wondering if you could share with people um, a few uh, ideas uh, about um, some of the reasons that, that you're putting energy into this process, um, what, what's important to you in terms of contributing to the city and to the music community and the arts community and more, more generally? I think because of my initial involvement with CKUT and how supportive they were and helped educate me about culture in the city and grassroots initiatives, that they inspired me to help connect people and support others in mm. turn. So CKUT was a big part. Right, yeah. They really introduced me to so many amazing underground artists, really broadened my horizons for musical genres, especially into experimentation. And uh, radio through CKUT became a pivotal part of my life. Well, you, you still host Underground Sounds. Yeah, I've been hosting it for four years. Uh, I began when AJ Cornell was the music director, and then Amber Goodwin, and now uh, Joni Sadler is uh, in the office and it's been a pleasure to work with all of them over the years uh, and the show has been running for the entire time that CKUT has been around uh, since 1987 wow. and uh, yeah I'm working every Monday 8 to 10 p.m. trying to host interviews and in-studio performances and just let people know about the local festival programming, uh, upcoming concerts, album releases, what people are working on in the city. And mainly it's, it's artists from Montreal, but specifically Underground Sounds uh, focuses on Canadian artists. It's Canadian independent music. So, you know, obviously no Warner Bros. or Sony artists. <laughs> Fuck <Yeah>. that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we do try to give a lot of attention to local labels, uh, local collectives sure. as well. And, you know, just the cross-section of Canadian artists um, that pass through Montreal. So um, it brings up a really interesting point about the importance of community radio today because, you know, there is this, this discussion that, you know, most sort of um, the edges of culture are increasingly defined online, as is talked about. But I think, you know, both of, for both of us um, and Howell generally, um, radio still seems pretty important. Um, so I'm wondering if you could share any thoughts about... Um, the importance of community radio and, and also more generally community media in, in, in the vibrancy and, 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 and the growth of, of uh, independent culture? Well, radio is a 
pretty beautiful medium because it's really quite accessible. And also, uh, community radio especially helps, uh, in the words of CKUT, be the voice of the voiceless. So it gives a platform for so many different groups uh, to share their news, share their culture, and uh, disperse it with pride. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, CKUT has been pretty involved in, in the Howl uh, process in terms of recording events. That's how, how, how we, we got to know each other um, when you were recording different concerts that Howl was hosting, community uh, shows at Sala Rosa, other venues. Um, so I'm wondering, um, could you talk a bit about uh, some of the, the sort of uh, points that you think are important about, like, celebrating and, and trying to document independent culture and I guess specifically what I'm talking about is um, you know I notice in the cra- in your craft in terms of like documentation you really focus on really trying to honor these small grassroots events but really record them and and, t- and and it's almost like they seem like little capsules you know like sort of like little pods moments in, in independent cultural history I actually have Howell to thank uh, for that mindset because when I was first walking the streets of Montreal, I would see beautiful posters designed by Kevin Lowe and incredible programming with artists like Kai Kello and Jason Sharp and Sarah Paget, and it was inspiring to me. The way it was all assembled and uh, the aesthetic of it just really drew me in, and I I thought that these events deserve to be documented. Yeah. And from there, uh, as Howell's uh, growing, I want to continue it, uh, documenting these different occasions. Uh, and it's just, I think it's a beautiful way, like with radio, to share what's going on in the city and uh, kind of create a bit of a linear trajectory for what's happening in the time that I'm here. Sure, sure. Um, so so back back to like some of the reasons that that you're working on on pushing and putting forward so much energy around a process like how I know you're involved in so many other projects too. Um, so I, I'm wondering if you could share a bit about why this push for independent cultural spaces is important, right? Um, the goal in this process, obviously for all of us, is is not like to access some sort of mainstream, uh, uh, you know, cultural space or mainstream festivals, but it's really to create alternative spaces. So I'm just wondering for you specifically, like what are some of the ideas uh, or the importance as an artist, as a creator, but also as a curator uh, that these, like, um, that these spaces um, that can contribute to? Well, like I mentioned, my initial introduction to Howl was the musical and visual intrigue. Uh, but I really feel like I've been educated about uh, civil rights and social justice movements through Howl that I never was exposed to before. And CKUT as well has helped expose that to me. And uh, it's something that I'm, I'm very thankful for and I, I really identify with now. Uh, so I do think that, you know, supporting grassroots initiatives and uh, fighting against a capitalist society is actually genuinely important um, and 
supporting community initiatives fundamentally is what's important to me because I, I think that connecting with those around you and trying to help lift up others is going to be what actually changes society and not, uh, it starts you know on your doorstep so extending extending from that as an artist I'm wondering maybe if you could just share because I know that you're playing at the festival a couple times I mean what are some of the initiatives and projects you're working on that are important to you that reflect some of these ideas and and um, yeah if you could just share a bit about what, what you're up to as an artist it's also interesting just you know we're sharing these discussions as a way to sort of give the people who are checking out the festival a sense of like what what is this festival about and who are the people organizing it? For this year's Howl Festival, uh, I'm helping program uh, an event at Sala Rosa on April 23rd. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a really excellent concert that I'm very proud of and I think uh, others will find really interesting and engaging as well. Uh, it's been in the works for many months and it's an all-star lineup uh, representing a lot of different uh, communities uh, in Montreal and outside. Uh, so we're happy to have Blunt Chunks coming in from Toronto. Uh, artists I really admire. Uh, Caitlin is behind that project and is going to be opening the evening. Uh, I saw Caitlin perform in Toronto at Burdock. Uh, and then in Montreal uh, at Empire Exchange, uh, the clothing shop. And both sets uh, absolutely captivated me. So I really want to bring uh, Caitlin to Montreal and just uh, introduce her to some folks that maybe hadn't uh, come across Blunt Chunks before. So that's going to be an exciting opening set. Uh, H. De Hutz is from Hull, uh, Quebec, and uh, features two musicians who I really admire, uh, Notably, Olivier Fairfield, as a percussionist, I have the utmost respect for him. <laughs> Many folks uh, have heard me say that I have a drummer crush on him. It's true. <laughs> uh, so that's going to be a really interesting art-punk duo that uh, plays second. And um, I really appreciate them for uh, infusing uh, a social narrative into their music yeah, as well. Uh, and I would encourage people to check them out beforehand, although I do know that the live performance is very, very different than what they've uh, released uh, on recordings. Zara Dion is going to play third in the evening, and uh, I first was introduced to Zara's work through Les Momies de Pelham. Uh, when Howell booked them at a Salarosa concert, they played on the floor, and I was recording the show, and I was absolutely captivated by Marie and Zara's work together, and Le Mal Nécessaire uh, coming out, I think it was a year or two ago now, uh, was a favorite of mine, and I loved spinning that LP over at CKUT. And I know that Zara's working on some really interesting, uh, more cold wave uh, dance music uh, that I just know is really going to like warm up the evening. <laughs> and yeah, my own uh, project, Saxon Drum, is going to close out the night uh, featuring David Citrenko on saxophone electronics, A.P. Bergeron on vocals, and myself on drums and electronics. And we're going to be presenting a lot of new material uh, that we're uh, going to be featuring on the next full-length album so it's going to be a good opportunity for folks to maybe see uh the current state of saxon drum and where it's heading because um, i do think that we've grown a lot since our last releases the sxd ep and future circus before that so it's going to be a really excellent evening uh also uh i want to mention that uh dj johnny ripper is going to be spinning vinyl 
uh, throughout the entire night. Uh, the last Ohio event uh, that we held yeah. uh, was Jean, Jean uh, Cousin's uh, first ever DJ performance, and he absolutely engaged everyone. People were loving his selections uh, and it's going to be a great opportunity for him to share some of his favorite music. He's got a really extensive musical knowledge uh, and uh, a really great vinyl collection as well. Lucas Huang is also uh, helping with the concert uh, by putting, uh, by creating the poster. It's a really glitched out image uh, in a nicely framed box and uh, I think he said that it's just what he sees when he hears H. DeHoots. Oh wow, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, so uh, yeah, you can check out the uh, image over at howlarts.net yeah, yeah. and on the Facebook event uh, and we're really thankful as well. I have long-standing connections with Weird Canada, another institution uh, that really broadened my horizons, and I'm really thankful that Marie at Weird Canada has been supportive of my projects and just helped me kind of grow as an artist and as a person over the years uh, through what Weird Canada has done, National Drone Day events. There's so much I could say about them. Uh, So Weird Canada is going to help co-present the concert and also... uh, Rachel and Emily of Debaser are co-presenting and uh, they're based out of Ottawa but Rachel lived in Montreal for a period of time uh, and we worked at CKUT together and I just have the utmost respect for uh, Rachel's curation and politics so it's really, uh, I, I, I could not be happier with how the event is assembled and everyone that's taking part in it. Nice, nice, well looking, looking forward, it's yeah. going to be a uh so much going on it starts tomorrow oh my god yeah, yeah. but uh, I hope that this conversation gives a sense to people about not just these events which are going to be awesome but also some of the ideas and the people that are putting this festival together um, and you know one of the ideas is that you know often these in Montreal which is a festival city these um, these big events happen but we don't get a sense really um you know, sometimes we do, but not all the time, get a sense of some of the reasons and the ideas, the inspiration that really um, drives the process and the people uh, who are behind it, um, especially in the context of Howell, where there's no major funding or grants or state funding or corporate support at all, obviously, that, you know, this is really just happening out of the 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 love and the connection between people is really just putting artists together based on, you know, solidarity and, and support and, you know, and it, it's really, you know, I think I, I was, I'm really liking this idea of sharing with people where we're coming from, you know, and like sort of, of like the humans, the humanoids, mm, yeah, <laughs> the, the human beings, <laughs> the people fighting to put this stuff together, you know, with, with very little resources. Right. And, um, so cool. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. It's because we believe in it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, um, thank you, Stefan. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thanks, Nick. So we're here still on Van Horn and St. Urbane and it's pretty nice today. I think it's like one of the first nice days in a while. So it's spring. Yeah. It's here. Spring is here. And Howell's here. So, okay. Thanks everybody.